What's good, boys and girls? The Fins Up Podcast on this Monday night, a glorious night. Uh, hope you're all well. Start to the week, everyone back to work. Uh, the sun was shining today. A little bit of rain came around. It was all good. Got some basketball in tonight. Uh, recorded hit. Rugby League Outlaws. And that voice you can hear there, of course, is my handsome colleague, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm doing good. <coughs> As you can tell, not great. No. Uh, a little bit under the weather, look. I have my COVID mask on for That's anyone true. who doesn't know right now. I've got my, my full hazmat We're suit several, on. several metres away, too. Yeah. Um, look, I am fighting the we tail end of man flu. Yeah, like before. that happens, but that's <laughs> every week. I am at the tail end of man flu, so there may be some coughing and some sniffing. I apologise to no one because <laughs> it sucks. Uh, but ultimately, I'm good, Terry. How about you? Look, I'm here to talk about the rugby league club that you and I are proud of. That is the NRLW. That's true. <laughs> Let's give the girls the spotlight. Let's go. Now, everyone is tuning in to hear what will come. Yep. Uh, we're just going to make you wait just a little bit longer because we want to start with a positive because I don't feel it's right to go ham over fist as, as I expect we will. And also and then, as well, we do need to, to give the girls some coverage. So, uh, look, the round one of the NRLW lived up to everybody's expectations. The Sydney Roosters were great. Uh, the Newcastle Knights defending premiers. The Tigers. They were fantastic. The Tigers were brilliant. Uh, I think the worst game that I watched on the weekend was the Titans versus Cowboys. It was clunky. Yeah, that, that game was just like literal jitters. But, you know, the main event for us, the Sharks against the Raiders. In a game where Cronulla never looked like losing but had a patch of about five minutes just before and after halftime. Some great coaching by Tony Herman, getting his best players back out. The Cronulla run away, 28 points to 14. Dan, I was at the game. You were? And I had a bit of a, like, I was so surprised. There were 8,000 people there. Yeah, look, right? I, I, I'm not, to I'm not yeah, yeah, like, I, in terms of when I got there, yep. the the family hill was packed. Yeah, right? the, crowd, the crowd built. Yeah, the crowd was Real absolutely bit. mental. So, I didn't have the best view of the game, is what I was trying to put out. I, yep. You know, I had lots, lots of people in the way. The seats were... We're gone, 8,000, you know, vocal fans down there. There were a couple of Raiders fans as well that came in for the game oh, and left afterwards. That's cool. That was really cool to watch. I think a lot of family, a lot of friends were there as well. Yep. Um, ultimately, though, the the star attraction, Emma Tonegato. She lived up to the bill, mm. too. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, before I get into it, because this could go for half an hour. Yeah. Um, they do have a bit of Cronulla about them, this team. Uh, a couple of... Cheap, disgusting penalties. I think we gave away the most penalties this weekend, which surprises no one, yeah. considering the colours we wear. But mate, I was over the moon. I was stoked. I was really not upset. It's probably the right. I was, I was pretty bummed not to be there, to be honest. Um, but I thought, you know, surviving the night would be better than, yeah. than getting down there. And, and, and the other thing people. that you were down as well, like Maddie Studden. You know, oh, Cronulla through and through. But and that, that's okay. That's to be uh, that's to be expected. But to go back to Emma Tonegato, just gonna put my jaw up just a little bit because it's on the ground as we speak. She's a fucking phenom, mate. Yeah. Her first game at six, and she was the third best player on the park for mine. Yep. Uh, you and I are debating on who was yeah, one the man, and two. The, the lady of the match for me was was Ellie Johnson. I thought the game turned when she came back on, uh, but I can my arm can be twisted to go Quincy Dodd. Yeah, I who got I, I got Quincy Dodd, which is completely fair. Either or, they were both fantastic. Now, for those that didn't watch the game, shame on you. But in the second half, we were. Uh, getting mauled up the yep. middle. Uh, the the big Raiders girls were you know trouncing them, and they own. were big girls, big big girls. And Tony Herman mm-hmm. said, uh, "Girls, Harada Butler, Ellie Johnson, get on there." Four minutes in the second half, 
we made a sub, which is unheard of. Our two big girls, our two middles went on, and Brooke Anderson being the third, she was fucking fantastic. Yeah. She's the most underrated player, but I'll go on, I'll say that for later. The girls, the big girls got back on. Ellie Johnson, first tackle, Joel to the ball. Second, she leveled about three girls and then scored a wonderful try later. Yeah, I was, that I was, was so a... happy. Tonegato oh. could have scored that, and she looked outside and said, you know what, you fucking deserve this. And, and that, that winger came across to make the tackle yeah. and caught the biggest don't argue in the face. She came ever... back again and Ellie went, get away from me yeah. in the centre line. That was a great try. So yeah, they, it, that was now, if we had a goal kicker, we would be top of the goal. Uh, look, to be fair, in terms of goal kicking... Second half, she was kicking into the, a gale. Taylor Preston's probably the second or third best in the comp. Um, and All our tries were Yeah, out. they were. And as you said, they, she kicked into a gale, and it wasn't easy. We saw Nico Hines miss some that he never that he gets, and even Ruben Garrick was having trouble in yeah. the second half. So, no hate there. But, mate, the girls were fantastic. I thought Tally Holmes was unsung hero. She was fantastic. Penatani was great. Yeah. Biddle on the wing, who I actually had Cassie Stables above her. Happy to be wrong there. I just made from one to seventeen. I was so happy yeah. that they won. The the smiles and the faces. Did you see the try the try celebration the night before Millie Boyle? The yeah. uh, the the limbo. Yeah, that was fantastic for the Eels earlier. But our girls. Jada Highlight's got the ball, and she's taken a group photo, and I think it was Quincy Dodd knocked the ball out, because earlier the night before, Millie Boyle was going to do that, and the the girls, the Roosters were there, and the Broncos, number 10, knocked the ball out, and there was a bit of a blow-up, she actually apologised after, felt quite bad, and the Sharks the very next day took the mickey out of it, just shows where this team's at at the moment, it was fucking glorious, man, what an afternoon. See, so I actually funny. thought that was from when Reed Marnie... Where yeah, the punch yeah. the ball out without well, trying that, to take the selfie. It was Millie Boyle brought it up in the pregame because I I was half watching that game last night with the, uh, Saturday night rather with the main game. But what an occasion, man! I'm yeah. so happy for him. We play this this week against the uh, I believe it's the Tigers actually out of Belmore. So on Sunday afternoon. So again, the marquee fixture It'd be really really fun. But ten out of ten. Yeah, and it was great. It was great. And, and as I said, you know, for mine. Quincy Dodd, our first signing. Mm. I think I thought she was absolutely great. It was just it was just good to go and watch a number nine that you could be yeah, absolutely proud of, right? Uh, speaking of proud, <laughs> Jersey Fleg Boys returned to the winner's circle. They now they started off in very Cronulla fashion, conceded an early try, scored one back, then looked like they were going to get flogged. But this team here have got two really big boppers in mm. uh, Felix uh, Fayatada and Silesia Tata. Yep. And those guys came on and just absolutely destroyed. Now, Felix, for those of you who don't know, Felix is going to play NRL one day. Yep. He was in the SG ball, and he was the best prop in the competition, and he's come up to Jersey Flag. And I'm pre- I don't know if he's still SG ball capable next year or not, but he is an absolute machine, and he was just sensational. And he started... He's gone from SG ball <laughs> to huge. starting, right? So, yeah, he's 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 definitely one for the future. Uh, Trey Fotu as well, uh, another guy that we got was was quite good. But um, Noah Lester started the year in centres, played seven this weekend. So, yeah, it's just great to get back to the winner circles. Yeah. Now so, let's talk about some. Uh, now let, let's let's. I know you're all waiting for it. I'm just going to make you wait that little bit longer. I was going for the Jets. Well, I was going to go the Jets too. Um, anyone that saw their side will not be shocked if they yeah. lost. This was as Newtown as you'll ever see a Newtown Jets side. It was fucking deplorable. But I don't want to bag him. They tried their best. 
big ups to 11,000 plus people who went. Now, Newtown always saved their worst performance for the biggest occasion, and this was. Luckily, only about 1,500 people actually watched the game. Everyone else says just to get pissed. There was I, pro wrestling on the side. Yeah, it was great. And Jetman, I, I can't remember who played Jetman, but he got his ass fucking handed to him at halftime. They had the camera there. It was really, really good. Ended up winning the Battle Royal, of course. But um, it, it was really fun. What an occasion. Really sad to have missed it. I really wanted to be there, but, you know. The Germs had other other things. But um, so technically, Cronulla won two out of three on this weekend. I do claim Newtown when they win, so I'll give it a two out of four. But, Terry, it's time for the main event. What? No, no, that's... I, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, we're done. We're done. All right, we'll see you all next week, because we're not reviewing uh, Preview on Penrith. And, uh, hail nobody. No, just kidding. Nah, we're just kidding we're gonna, we wouldn't miss a chance to beat these motherfuckers down. <laughs> we, would, we wouldn't do that to you. I've had message upon message about saying you've just got to unleash. But to be honest, I don't know what more can be said. That was disgusting. It was crap. Embarrassing. I have not heard a Shark Park boo at halftime for a very, very long time. 2014 yeah. springs to mind. That's fair. Uh, they were awful. And I just, like, that was embarrassing. Oh, crap. Yeah. I, I, let's be honest. The last 10 minutes were an aberration, and that scoreline flatters us. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have won, obviously, but yeah. we didn't deserve to win that game for yeah. any part of that game. Do you, do you know what the worst part was? Like, when we blew that overlap at the end, the feeling of deflation. And it's yeah. like, you don't deserve to yeah. win that game. No. But fuck, like... I would have felt better. That sums our season up. It, I would have felt better if we'd copped the 20-point loss, to be yeah. honest. But, I mean, it is what it is. Do you know what? The, the only good thing about that final five minutes was that it saved our four and against. Because we're going to go and get absolutely fucking blooded this weekend. That's a very good And point. if we had lost by 30 and then you lose another game by 40 to 50, all of a sudden your four and against is only about yeah. 20 points. So it saved our four and against. We're still... I think we're still in the hundreds. Yeah, still the highest points scoring or, team too. Or not? Yeah, still scored the yeah. most points. We're either in the hundred or ninety-eight or something like that on a for and against. But that was disgusting. It was disgusting. Now, before we get into the the negatives, and there will be plenty. There's fucking plenty. I, I just want a, a couple of positives. Now, look, I thought Will Kennedy was our best player in the park for seventy-nine minutes for fifty-eight seconds. Unfortunately, that two seconds might have been the worst play of the season. Yeah. In, in for any team across any level of ever. Let's be honest. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Towns ending it up, as I, as I tweeted at the moment. I was pretty frustrated, but whatever. I thought Kennedy was very, very William good. William Townsend is what I call That's him. That's it. You you put Jesse Ramey in as our best? Yeah, I had I gave Ramey in the three points. I just thought he was he was brilliant. Um, he hasn't missed a tackle for a while now. He's cut out the brain snaps. He scored a nice try. Uh, he shut a lot down on that left edge of Manly. Yep. It's just a shame that our left edge he is the worst in the competition. I, I want to throw Cam McInnes in there. I thought he was very, very good. He was my one point. So the those three. mention of Britain Nakora. <coughs> Nakora was okay, excuse me. And I actually thought Jess Cohen was very good considering. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, well, this guy isn't what you build him up to be. He made like 40 tackles against... It's his sixth yeah, game. All Kawatu in his first NRL game playing more than 20 minutes on an edge against one of the best in the competition in Ola Kawatu. And Ola Kawatu had his best game of the season. Yeah, he was arguably second best on field after TCE. And Colhoun kept him relatively quiet, and all his damage came further out wide. 
I thought Colhoun was fantastic. I cannot believe he's been suspended this weekend. But I actually see it as a positive because we're gonna we're gonna cop a chicane against Penrith. Spoiler alert. And I don't want people to go, oh we'll see Colhoun's not here. Let Wade Graham or Sifatalakai take that pounding and save Colhoun, bring him back into the Do you know what I would do? I would sign Charbel Tassapale for one game. Yeah, and I would say to him, just go out there and deck as many people as you can. Get sent off. But make sure they can't finish the game. Yeah, that'd be fair. Eleven injuries. Yeah, that's just, good thinking. Just one game, break someone's jaw, snap someone's leg, deck the ref, and then just deck everyone else. Like that video of the slaps. That's right. Start starts spitting at fans. Yeah. Get get the game called off after fifteen yeah. minutes. That's that's good thinking. That's the kind of out of the box yeah, coaching that's the, we need. Yeah, that's the kind of out of the box coaching that you won't get at Cronulla. In all seriousness. I think Sifatalakai comes in on the back because we're hearing Wade Graham's injured. Sifatalakai yep. comes in at the back row. Connor Tracy can't play again. No, he can't. Now, before we get into that, because that'll take up some time, what do you think of Talakai being dropped? Because we're hearing it wasn't an injury for Royce Hunt. I said it today that Royce Hunt is the biggest waste of genetics that I've ever seen. Fair. Uh, he listens to this podcast. Too. Good. Uh, he's not worth his contract. Agreed. Uh, the fact that we went and re-signed him for another year when we didn't need to, because no one was going to take him. True. Uh, I, a bigger disappointment, you won't find. Like the guy is six foot three, and has to have his polo shirts custom made, and he runs like a fucking pussy. Mm. Right. One of the things that we missed in this game was Talakai's work rate. Now. Dropping him from centre to the bench, okay, eventually he was going to come on and you were going to get his work rate again. I don't believe that he was just dropped. I think that there was, a, I heard that there was a bout of man flu during the week. Toby didn't train one day and a few other people were out. So I, I want to put it down to illness. I don't want to put it down to stupidity on Fitzgibbon's behalf. I hope that's true. Yeah, I hope that's true. Uh, Royce Hunt, for mine, is the most disappointing player in our squad. And the worst part about it is that he's going to keep his spot in the team over Tom Hazleton and over Jesse Colhoun, and he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it, and I'm sorry that I've gone on a tangent here, but he is one player for mine that if, like, it's, it's lucky we're playing at home, because if we were playing elsewhere, I would have just said to him, fuck, make your own way home. Completely <laughs> fair. Look, tangents are why people tune yeah. into this podcast, mate, so fuck please don't him. be sorry. Yeah. yeah, look, I I was a little bit disappointed, as I said in the group chat. I don't know how I feel about that, mm. which is code for, I, I, that's fucking stupid. But look, if Talakai wasn't well, okay, fair enough. We saw what happened. Reed Barney evidently wasn't well and played like a bastard when he came yeah. on So for the Bulldogs. So, okay, I'm okay with that. Um... Let's, let's just let's jump to it. All I heard all week, Terry, was the changes this, the changes that. I want to go on record and say that the Colhoun was a big, big win. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Trindle before we get into the, the obvious one. Mm-hmm. I thought Trindle was okay. I thought Trindle was okay. He didn't run as much as I wanted him to, right? And one of the biggest things for Braden Trindle when he played the opening games this year was his running game, mm-hmm. right? And so... One of the things that you can always depend on with Matt Moylan is he'll take the line on, yeah. right? Now, we said it's that big, goofy step and that big wind-up or whatever, but every now and then it pays off. Telegraphed as shit. Yeah. Uh, look, in terms of his defense, he made 20 from 23 tackles, so he was definitely better than Moylan. He put his body on the line. He chased hard. Mm-hmm. He tried hard, and there was effort, okay? Yep. His kicking was better. He didn't get as many kicks as he needed to. I thought his discipline was just... 
you know, the fact that he was trying to just change the game. He was trying to turn the game with a big hit or, you know, a dominant tackle, and it just it just didn't pay off for him. But I think he was better foil for Nico in the fact that he can kick the ball. Hugely agree with that, yeah. yes. Um, I, I thought the, the final 15 minutes... Um, Oh, actually, you know, the start of the comeback, I thought he was really good as well because he got the ball out to Kennedy from a dreadful pass from a shocking oh, number that nine. That was disgusting. Catches the ball around <laughs> his ankles, slices the ball between two players, gets it to Kennedy, who puts Ronaldo over in the corner, cops another fucking shit pass, yeah. and we nearly get Ronaldo over again. Now, I thought that, I thought that no try to Ronaldo was a little bit harsh considering some of the other put-downs we've seen. I was on third replay. I think it was the right decision, yeah. but I've seen him go the other way. Yeah, I've seen him go the other way as well. Katoa got one the other week yeah, against the Tigers, it was which, probably equal. which was less of a try than that. Um, uh, so I thought I thought Trinder was okay, and then he linked. You know that Kennedy try as well. He spread the ball. You know yes. he ran. He spread the His ball. His link up play was really good in the second. And half. he's quicker, so that, that's quicker. why I was. That's why I was so shocked that he didn't take the line on a bit more. So <coughs> all in all, like I've had people turn around and say, "Oh, Moylan needs to come back now." No, he doesn't. No, I want to put a stop to that very, very quickly. Now, I think it's fair to say that you and I are not Moylan haters. No, we're two of his three biggest fans outside of his own family. Yeah, and I think that's completely fair to say. Mm. All bringing him back this week does is tells Braden Trindle you need to retire because you're not good enough. Or go to the Tigers. Kills he, which is worse. Kills his career. Uh, Moylan gets steamrolled by Penrith, and we're right back in the same position. Mm-hmm. Okay, I fully admit Trindle was clunky in that first half. As you would expect, a player who's been in and out of first grade 30 times in his career, he gets the rest of the season for mine. And it's not even a question. We'll get to the poll results in a minute. That, but spoiler alert, people agree with me. I've seen people come in and say, well, Moylan this, Moylan that, and his attack. Okay, Moylan's attack's been great, but his defence has been fucking embarrassing. Trindle's defence this week was much, much better. Yeah. Multiple times. His kicking game is 10 times better than Moylan's to the point where I would start making Trindle our number one kicker and use Nico when needed. Yeah. Because Nico's developed this habit, and I fucking hate it, and I don't know what it is, where he gets tackled on the last... Now he can do that because Trindle's got just as big a boot and I think he's, he's a bit more clever with, with the boot yeah. than Nico. His shorter kicking game is much better. You've just got to give this guy time and confidence to get it in first grade. Mm. He's been thrown in and out with, with Chad Townsend and Matt Moylan and I think there were even other. Johnson. Sean Johnson. But he's never had a player of Nico's talent. And, and Johnson's just as good, but he wasn't as interested. Look, I think he's got to play the rest of the season. Go back to 2021, right? He ended the season with... Fucking Metcalf yeah. in the halves. And he was great. Yeah, but it's not fair to bag him and say, okay, he was shit this week. In, in 2020, we went down to Canberra with no hope. And he had Connor Tracy as his six. Like, you're forgetting that this is how long he's been at the club for. Now, he needs a run. Now, I saw someone today turn around and go, oh, well, Trindle doesn't deserve it and Moylan can't come back. And I said, okay, so so what's your answer? Dan Atkinson. All right. Let's, let's go through Dan Atkinson's last 13 weeks of footy. Mm-hmm. Two buys, yep. nine weeks missed, two games at fullback, right? Where he was very good. In one. Yep. He was tragic in a loss. He played 5-8 on the weekend for the first time in 13 weeks, and they got fucking belted by Blacktown. Put your Dan Atkinson love aside, he's going to be a good player. But if you think that Trindle's rusty or whatever, Trindle has got more runs on the board. Go on, go on, I'm going to challenge you to do this. 
Go and look up the New South Wales Cup stats. Have a look at the games played for the halfbacks. Have a look where Trindle stands compared to the other halfbacks. There are New South Wales Cup halfbacks that are professional New South Wales Cup halfbacks that don't play any NRL first grade games. They have played nearly double the games of Trindle for less than the output. Trindle's not the problem. No. There are people that are trying to scapegoat this kid. And I just, for I Matt just, fucking yeah, Moylan. I just, it's not like we have for Dan Atkinson. Look, I, I'm, I'm very high on Dan Atkinson, and a couple of weeks ago, I was very much in there. He can play over Moylan, and I would agree with that. But no, Trindle's the one. He's his skill set. Further out to the left, though, Connor Tracy. I'm gonna leave this with you because you've got a lot more to say than me, and I'm just gonna say that I agree. I didn't want Tracy to come back. I've, I haven't wanted him to come back, and I said this week that I would cop Tracy because it meant we got Trindle in the team. And you knew that if you're going to make one change, you're going to make them all. I've seen people on Facebook pages every week going, "Where's Connor Tracy? Where's Connor Tracy? Where's Connor Tracy?" Then Connor Tracy was named this week, and they're like, "Finally, Tracy! Finally, Tracy!" I actually took great pleasure going today, replying to each and every single person and telling them to shut the fuck up. You are good at that. Yeah. Yeah, you got I too much I hold my time. receipts, right? Yeah, too much. Now, I'm pretty sure Tracy's mum was one of the people who I responded to on there because her surname was Tracy. Yeah. And I told her to shut up and just, you know... Make a friend. Yeah, yeah, like, stop stop advocating for this guy to get selected. And she goes, it wasn't his fault. Oh. Well, yeah, it was. I tell yeah, it you. was. Now, let's, <laughs> it let's was. have a look. We go back to the Rocco Berry try against... Uh, against us last week where we said that Moylan had the uncanny ability of four people running at him to not touch anyone. And Contrace did the same thing. Yeah, he did, but there were six folks this time. Fuck. Yeah, look. He didn't touch anyone, right? <laughs> no. Connor, oh, the guy's fucking useless. Connor was very poor. Now, I was on the fence last week when we named him. Yeah. I said that I'd take it because as a whole, I thought the changes were good and I still stand by that. Yeah. As I said last week, I would take a narrow loss and have them players the win and then get flogged by Penrith with the same people. And, again, I stand by that, as frustrated as I am. 18th man was Kyle Hero, a bloke who has said, I want out of the club, and I think it's only the fact that Cronulla have sort of ummed and ahed and people have looked elsewhere and gone, okay, well, that he's still at the club. <coughs> he has to play this weekend, mate. I, I just don't get it, right? I, I don't get it. Kyle Hero was the New South Wales Cup Player of the Year last year at centre. Mm-hmm. Connor Tracy has played more games at fullback this year. Yeah. You've got Kaylee Rowe turn around saying, I want to leave the club if you don't give me an opportunity. There was the opportunity. <coughs> right was there. Now, do you know what's going to happen? He's going to get his opportunity this week against Penrith and he's going to get fucking axed. Yeah, he will. It's, it's, it sucks. It sucks, It man. sucks. I don't like, think he'll the get picked this week. The decision-making at this club in the last eight weeks is, is, the, is up there with the... Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, if you'd turn around and said that we were being run by the Tigers. That's how bad it's been at the moment. And a lot of this has to fall on Craig Fitzgibbon's shoulders, right? Yeah. You can't you can't get away with being a rookie coach anymore. Now, I'm going to go on the defence for Fitz in a minute, but first let me have a rant. Please. You've got the players there. Yep. You've got the players there. You've had Jesse Colhoun there, not all season because he came back from an injury. But the minute he came back and was the, and got two New South Wales Cup men in the match in a row, okay, he needed to be in the team. Yep. You've got the best number nine. I've had a look at the stats. You've got the best number nine in the competition by far in New South Wales Cup. Like, what is stopping you from giving Blake Braley a rest? I don't know. Because I'm going to go on a rant about him later as well, and everyone's tuning in for it. Completely fine. You've got the best centre in the New South Wales Cup competition, and you're playing... You're putting Mr. Fix-It there. 
Okay? And I get it. Connor Tracy's been a great servant since he <coughs> came back in 2020. He's filled in at centre. He's filled in at wing. He's filled in at fullback. He's played a game or two games in the halves. But it's average. Yeah. Oh, but it's all heart and effort from him. Heart and effort don't get you fuck. Like, if you want heart and effort, go and watch the Tigers against the Dragons. They put in heaps of heart and heaps of effort and they lost. It was shit, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a Tigers calibre player. Right, he's not good, is what I'm getting at there, right? So the decision-making needs to fall on Craig Fitzgibbon. He's not a rookie coach anymore. And by the end of the year, he's going to have 50 first-grade games. And he hasn't... He hasn't... He's made he's made some hard calls now, but he hasn't made them at the right times. Yep, agreed. So he needs to start working on this now. Now, a lot of people are coming out and attacking Fitzgibbon for being this... Oh, I thought Fitzgibbon was supposed to be the defensive coach. You idiots. Do you understand the difference between a head coach and a specialist coach? For the last 10 years, he's been a specialist coach where he has had to rock up to training at the Roosters at New South Wales for Australia and be the defensive coach. So he rocks up to training and when they go, we're on defence, it's just Craig Fitzgibbon. Mm -hmm. When you're on attack, it's someone else. When you're doing everything else, it's the head coach. Craig Fitzgibbon now has to be on top of nutrition, weights training, rehabilitation, attack, defense, fuckheads like Blake Braley in our team, recruitment, retention, which he's doing a terrible job at, right? But he's now got all of these things here. He's got a defensive coach in place. He's not the defensive coach. He's the head coach. Our defensive coach is an issue. Our attacking coach, who I have found out is Josh Hannay, is the best in the business at the moment. We need a defensive coach. We need someone that he trusts to be our defensive coach because it's Steve Price and it's not working. It shouldn't be Steve Price, man. It's not working this. So I'll go on the defense for that. Uh, I, I, I think Fitz has got a hell of a job ahead of him. He was the man that we have banked our future on and it's now, it's now time to show that you're the coach of the future. Be ruthless. Be Craig Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your dross. You've re-signed it all. Now try and ship it off. Okay, that's that's the big call there. I'm gonna to need to take a breather because I can feel my blood pressure that's going fine, up, Terry. my heart rate's going. I need a few minutes. I need you to <laughs> abuse someone before I go in. Completely fair. Now I want to make a blanket statement here, and I, I said this to a good friend of the podcast, a good friend, uh, just a good friend in general. We overachieved last year on the back of one of the best individual, individual. seasons you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was saying earlier before Outlaws, I said I remember seeing it in Jared Hayne and, and Ben Barber. And they took teams to grand finals. And other than that, I couldn't really name a season where someone came in and dominated off the bat like that, so out of nowhere. We overachieved, and we set unrealistic expectations. There was there was Buckley's chance we were going to do this year what we did last year. And I stand by that, 100%. Mm-hmm. It also meant that we re-signed everyone with a quick reaction because we thought, okay, these players are playing very well. We need to depend them all down to extended and upgraded contracts. I got sucked in. I was like, cool, we got everyone re-signed now. We don't need to worry. It's at the point now where we need to start tapping players on the shoulders. Obviously, you go to your Moylan's and, and obviously Wade's off contract, so it doesn't matter. And your Harati, who you say, look, there's unfortunately, there's no spot for you. I would be saying to Connor Tracy now, is that deal still available? You need to take it. If you don't believe in Trindle, I would say to him, I, I very much would love Trindle to stay. I do think, full disclosure, I'm jumping ahead that Kate Dykes down number six, and I've been saying that for over a year and a mm-hmm. half now. So I, I'll get back on that. I'll leave that for another day. But Trindle, Trindle can stay. 
I would be looking at players at Dalfinuk and I and I would say, hey, look, England mm-hmm. is an option. If you can get a deal for three years, we'll, we'll release you at the end of the year. I would look at Oregon Kafusi and I'd say, we made a mistake here. Royce Hunt, the same. I'm almost at a point where I would be looking at Toby Rudolph and saying, if you want to go elsewhere, that, that's completely fine. And I would be looking at a player at Sifatalakai, who is on big, big money. Nah, he's a, nah. But right now, he doesn't have a, have a role to find. Now, I think I'm reacting a little bit, but these are the discussions we need to have because there are some glaring errors in it. And I don't think we need a number six anywhere near as much as people are making it out. I think the centers are fine. I think in Eero, Stone Street, and Ronaldo, you got one. And I still think Ramian, who's been very good the last few weeks since we bagged him, coincidentally, uh, is more than okay. And I think Katoa has really, really kicked on after a slow start to the year and has that wing spot sewn up. Way more than Ronaldo, just quietly. But again, another tangent for another night. But I think there are some things that we just don't have in the squad, and, and that is coming in the forwards. Let's be honest. I think we got... A long-term 13 in Calhoun, and I think our 11 and 12 in Nicara and Wilton is fine. But I think our middles, you couldn't tell me anyone outside of Hamlin Ueli now has got their spot next year. No. I, I, I'm happy with McInnes. I'm happy with Jack Williams. Mm-hmm. But neither of those are must-picks for mine. I've been saying from the start of the season, I'm pretty vocal on Sharks forever, go in there, and I'm pretty vocal saying that our forwards, are, our props are not good. And... People come back, oh, no, our props are fine, our forwards are fine, it's this, it's that, it's that. We get graphs on there about how middle forwards are fine. I'm going to ask you, Dan. Yep. Who the fuck is scared of our middles? No one. We had the worst pack in the eight by a mile. Yep. And outside of depleted packs, I can't find a middle that I wouldn't swap for us. Yeah, I'd boycott boycott the uh, Dolphins even though they ran through us. I'd probably boycott... The Dragons. At this point in time, I'm snatching a hand for Clemmer and Uruwakamanu. The Tigers got a better middle than we. Yeah. Do. Um, the dog. The dogs are yeah, injured. I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of them. I would. I, wouldn't I, I would be. I would be saying Ryan Sutton, come over here next yeah. year. They've told him to find they, elsewhere. Do you, want, do you want to know what was embarrassing? Right. It, you know, we turned around and said that we were talking, having a discussion today on. Sharks forever, and people were saying, "Oh, you know, are you overreacting about how bad our forwards were?" No, I'm not. And people said, "Oh, I suppose after yesterday, because we're talking about Matt Lodge and how good he was yesterday." They said, "Oh, would you take Aaron Woods right now? I take Aaron Woods over (laughs) Oregon Kafusi. Absolutely, I would. I take the tree we're looking at over Oregon Kafusi. But that that leads me quite well into my next point, which is Craig Fitzgibbon has no idea how to run a bench. No. Now, this week, we were getting absolutely plundered up the middle by a team missing Paseca. Yep. Because he got after, injured after earlier. five minutes. And I thought... nil all. Exactly. And I thought Sipley and Bullymore were their, their two best forwards outside of Paseca last time we played them. And both of them played New South Wales Cup. Absolutely pulverised the poor Jets. So, you know, we got we got blokes who, you know, Jake Trevojevic is a good, you know, he's a handy forward, but he's not a meter eater, and he, he had his way with us. But anyways, he got injured and went off late, and then Josh Alloway was really, really good. He got injured and went off. The only time we got over is when their three best middles were missing, so I think that says a lot. Now, in the first half, Toby Rudolph, I, I love the bloke, and he's a good friend, full disclosure. I'm, I'm not going to bag him personally. He's not up to it at the moment. I would be putting him back to the Jets for no, 80 minutes yeah. because he just doesn't have the motor. You can't tell me he's at 100%. He's blowing off 15 minutes, which is absolutely fine for a bloke coming off the bench with 15 minutes for half time where he can have a rest and go back on, give you another 10 minutes and come off. 
we were getting pulverised. Kafusi was going nowhere. Fanukum was going nowhere. McInnes and, and uh, Williams came on. Made a little bit of a difference. But our two fucking big boys and Tom Hazelton and Royce Hunt didn't play a single minute in the first half. The only time we got on top was when they came on in the second half. You cannot tell me Craig Fitzgibbon has any fucking idea how to run a bench. The best, the best we ever saw from Toby since he's been in first grade, the best we've ever seen from him was when he had number 14 on his back. <coughs> And he would come on 15 minutes before halftime, and he would play the 20 minutes after halftime. That was the best we ever saw of Toby Rudolph, and that is his spot. He starts blowing, he has a breather at halftime. He gets back out there, he starts blowing, he gets subbed off, and you can bring him back on with five minutes to go if you really need to. That's the best we ever saw of Toby Rudolph, and that's his spot. And I, I swear blind... I've always said that he was our second best prop. If we had a clamour, he'd be our second best prop. We don't have a clamour. He needs to go to the bench. Tom Hazelton is a starter. Agreed. He's an absolute starter. Now, Oregon Kafusi is a waste of time. Royce Hunt is a waste of time. Hopefully, Hamlin Newelli is back this week. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. He and Tom have to start. You have to put the two big, aggressive, meter-eating props out there. And anyone and who disagrees with that, he, do, he doesn't get anywhere near the time. Now, if he absolutely had to pick Royce Hunt, and I, I formed this opinion before I heard that Talakai might have been injured, so I take it back a little bit. If he absolutely had to play him, he gave him token minutes this week. There was no reason for him to be there. Yeah, It has to be Tom. It has to be Hamlin Newelli. Again, we love Toby Rudolph. Like, it's one of the best best dudes we've ever met. But this is a football team, yeah. and you cannot let... He's not up to it at the moment. You can't, you can't let that cloud your judgment. He's, he's either got to go on a severe cardio program, yeah. or he's just got to play off the bench. He has to stop doing that fucking podcast. Yeah, he does as well. It's gross. And stop humping MILFs. Like, even though it's fun, just yeah, don't just, do just it Just stop it. Before we go into your polls, yep. again, I have to talk about him. Oh, please. Because I don't understand what he contributes to this team. We have 27 minutes, so please keep it to 24. But our number nine mm-hmm. was outplayed by Lachlan Croker. Yeah. Right, now, I saw... Here's, here's the argument that's always there for Blake Bradley. There's always an excuse. This is the thing that you'll find with this guy, is there's always an excuse for him. There's always a yeah, but. Yeah, but our forwards didn't go forward. Yeah, but this person didn't do this. Yeah, but this person didn't do that. Have you ever just thought, yeah, but this guy's fucking shit? He touches the ball more than anyone else on the yeah. field. Right, so... Let's, let's, let's just paint the picture. We're getting absolutely hammered in the first half, and he's a spine player. He's a creative player. He's quick. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't go for a scoot. Doesn't try anything. Doesn't go short side. No early blind. kicks. No early. Didn't kick the ball, no. right? Didn't do anything, right? Just a deer in a fucking headlights with no idea what to do. Just a stun mullet whose only job out there is shoveling passes, Right? If that's his only job, go and find some fucker on 100 grand like Jaden Beryl who's just going to pass the ball to Nico and Trindle and your forwards, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the expectation of him. We've had uh, Rami, uh, who's on Twitter, who we found out now was a former Sharks under-20s coach, right? Really nice guy to chat to. Was a Connor Tracy fan until the weekend. I'm glad he's seen the light. I'm, I'm trying to convince him about Blake Braley as well. And he's like, yeah, but what I saw about Blake Braley in the juniors... You know, there's just something in there. Bo Henry was the best fucking player in the under-20s you've ever seen. Bo Henry didn't get gifted this many games, yeah. right? And then I saw people on there turning around going, oh, but our forwards didn't go anywhere. Our forwards didn't... Our forwards went fucking somewhere, right? They went forward. At some points in the game, they went forward. We were on top of Manly in the opening stages, and he didn't do anything to capitalise on it. In the second half, we came out like a house on fire. We were... We nearly scored... 
We were all over Manly. We had them pinned down in their half. And what did Lachlan Croker do? He kicked the fucking ball inside his 40, over the sideline, inside the 20, down the other end. He changed the momentum of the game. Lachlan Croker. A failed 5'8 at Canberra. Yeah, well. Went to Manly, became a hooker, and outplayed the fucking scrub that we have. Someone asked me for my form team yep. today. And when I put down the number nine, I put a little bag of cabbage. Fair enough. It is getting to a point where... He's got to be dropped. He is beyond... They're, they've built... Now, don't get me wrong. Even we're, when Jaden was there... We're committed to him until 2026. <laughs> When Jaden was there, all we heard was he's just filling in until Blake comes in. Mm-hmm. We've seen what Blake can do now, and at times he has been irresistible. But I couldn't tell you the last good game. Downhill, yeah, skiing downhill. He is you can't play the Tigers every week, Blake. You yeah. can't play the Dragons every week. There are actually good footballers out there. Try fucking doing something. That's completely fair. You prick. There have been a lot of times here where I've stood and argued with you, and Blake Bradley seems intent. On proving me wrong to the point where I can't defend it anymore, and it just—it's become no one can. When the when the team's named, you see you see Kennedy, you see Ramian, you see Nico, and you see Bradley. They're the four, mm-hmm. and then other people, you know, okay, that's that's completely fine. I get it. Some people are very stuck in their ways. Jaden Beryl, albeit he's been injured, and. You know, Sam Healy stepped up exceptionally well, and I thought again, Sam Healy was very good on the weekend. But Sam Healy is <laughs> five games into the New South Wales Cup. We're at a point now where Jaden Bell's off contract at the end of the year and could walk into a number of tens. And we've said this before, fuck Terry, mm-hmm. multiple times. I don't know what what Braley does at training, but he, his role is shovel and tackle, and he's been run over, as Adam pointed out, Jids for those playing at home producers did. His tackling is very good stat-wise, but the amount of metres he gives away after contact is right up there with the worst because he's so small and he's just not impactful. His much vaunted kicking game's completely gone missing. He used to force dropouts, he used to kick early, he used to kick 40-20 or two last season, I believe. His running game is almost non-existent now, except, as you mentioned, against shit teams. And his service is not even that good anymore because, as you mentioned earlier, Braden Trinnell picked up one of the worst passes of the weekend and then threw one of the best ones. And people had the goal to go on there and bag Trindle. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's let's put the spotlight on this week because I guarantee you, even if Sonny Luke starts, he will outplay Brake Bailey. Now, if he comes out and feeds feeds us, I'll eat it. I'll eat a humble pie. But I'm so confident that won't happen yeah. that I'm going to double down, that if he doesn't have a good game this week, he's got to go. Whether it's Beryl, whether you throw Healy in the deep end, which I absolutely do oh, not believe in, or... You put Cam McInnes there. He's another player that I would be tapping, saying, "Oi, if you get an offer, he's not. He's the like the, the problem that we have there is we have three players that are exactly the same, right? You got Jack Williams, who's twenty six and coming into his athletic prime. You've got Cam McInnes, who's twenty nine thirty, and you got Dale Finucane, who's now way too old. I was so stoked when we got Dale Finucane. The decline in him, father time, has got him really quickly. We've got two more years of that. Move him on. Cam McInnes is good enough to keep." And Jack Williams in the next couple of years is going to be really, really good. Like, I will, I will tie myself to Jack Williams on yep. that. Uh, you tapping Braley in the shoulder? Braley? Yeah. Oh, if, if it was up to me? <laughs> I know he would have been gone. The fucking so. sped would have been gone weeks ago. <laughs> months ago. Last year. He didn't even deserve it. Like, last year we finished second and he was one of the worst number nines in the competition. And people turn out, oh, but he was in the New South Wales Cup camp. To throw passes. Yeah, it wasn't. 
People looked in that. Look, it was I, I'm nowhere off. near. I'm, nowhere near. I'm, I'm off. I can't defend it anymore, Terry. Yeah, we got four poll results. But just just, just quietly, mm-hmm. if you listen or any of Braley's family's listening or his friends or anything, tell him I said get fucked. Completely fair. I uh, I don't totally agree with that, mm-hmm. but I'm not here to no, argue with it. No, look, look, it's fine. It's fine. We're not if here. someone wants to give me his mobile number, someone <laughs> gave him my mobile number yeah. on Twitter today yeah. and it popped up. Yeah, there you go. Look, we're not we're not here to make friends. Let's go through the polls. Let's now I, I threw it out because mm-hmm. our opinion is somewhat mirrored by some fans and absolutely hated by others. So um what do you want to start with, Terry? So Sharks fans, Craig Fitzgibbon, is he still the man? Are you off him or undecided? And what was the poll? I voted in this. Mm-hmm. Undecided. Yep. 38% of people went undecided. Yep. 33% said they're still the man, and 28% said they were off him. 252 people voted in that. 252. Now, I would dare say that uh, this time last year, it would be about 98%. Yep, he's the on. man. What so, did, what would, where, where are you at the moment? I'm undecided. I still think that he's the, the man, there, yeah. and I don't see a change of coach achieving much. I would absolutely make my number one thing to go get Justin Holbrook and say, yep. you're a new defensive coach and you're handling the bench until Fitzgibbon gets it better. I'm on the Fitz bandwagon. It's going to take a lot more than this to get me off, albeit I do sometimes react and say sack everybody, mm-hmm. but I don't mean it. I calm down. I'm firmly undecided now. Sharks fans, our biggest weakness, lack of talent, attitude, issues, coaching or bench use. I voted in this again. Yep. Attitude issues, yep. 43%. Uh, lack of talent was 28%. Coaching is 19%. And bench use is 10%. I don't think the bench use is the cause of us being shit, but it's right up there. It doesn't help. Uh, I, th- I, I think that I think that is actually spot on. 350, 350 people voted in this. Yep. I think that's actually spot on. I If I voted and I didn't in these, because you can't vote on your own polls and yep. skew results, I'm 100% in the attitude issues. They say defense is all attitude. And commitment, and we lack it. Now, again, I hate to double down on this, but there are players that sit on Fortnite and live stream and bag fans. Yep. I've seen it. I had screen caps. I've deleted them, so I don't want to make a thing of it. But I guarantee you that if they win this weekend, it'll be over and shut the fuck up. We know better. Be humble. Mm-hmm. Stop with these fucking podcasts. Stop with these fucking leave, Fortnite things. Leave the podcast Leave to the us. podcast to us, please, the Dean Richie. Yeah. And please, for the love of God, stop bagging your fucking fans when you're losing. There is a humongous attitude yeah. problem in that club. They have not deserved to be where they are. And I don't care if this is played at training. Mm-hmm. Fuck all of you. Yeah. And again, Blake Braley, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sharks fans, today were you happy with the changes? Yes, no, 50-50. Uh, I voted in this again 50-50 because I wasn't happy with Connor Tracy coming in. 44% said 50-50, and I guarantee you they're Connor Tracy fans. Uh, not Connor Tracy fans now. Uh, 35% said no, and 21% said yes. We got 200 votes for that. Yeah, I'm firmly in the 50-50. I thought Connor Tracy was deplorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, though, I was happy with the changes because yeah. I think we're further forward. This, than this is the big one. Sharks fans or non-Sharks fans, the rest of the season at six. Now, this got a whopping 241,000 votes. Yeah, 241,000. That's yeah. a legit uh, Moylan, Trindle, or Atkinson. Now, again, yep. I voted in this for Trindle. 66% said Trindle. Uh, 18% said Moylan and 16% said Atkinson and that 241,000 of course was 241. Which is still pretty good considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be Trindle. It has to be Trindle. Moylan is done. 
if he comes back this weekend, there will be a lot like no other for me uh, because you're ruining young man's career. Oh, I'll, I'll you're just, ruining Moylan's career. I'll just say this. If, if Moylan and Tracy are picked this week, I'm not watching the game. Yeah, no, I think I I will book to see Barbie yeah. with my lovely daughter and spend the night enjoying myself rather than putting myself through that torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, Connor Tracy was not good. Nothing has to be Carly or even against Panthers. It has to be for the rest of the season too. Mm-hmm. And I thought Colhoun was fantastic. Yep, he was fantastic. I don't want to plug anything else. Make sure you watch Outlaws we, this week. Yeah, please watch Outlaws. Yeah. Girls good. Girls really, bad. really good. Um, and we said it. We said it last week. And, like, I know it was a joke, right? And I know it was a joke. And it was a piss take. And we said, we're going to go down there and watch the women and be proud of them and stay for the frauds. And they are fucking frauds. It was exactly what we said it would what be, Terry. And why is it? Why? Like, why are we so accurate? Why are we so... Uh, every time we say it comes to like, pass. Like, people turn around and take the piss out of us, Dan, and go, oh, you guys are fucking loud, mouse. You know what you're talking about? Like, everything we say just comes to fruition. Shut the fuck up and listen to us. That's all we do is football. Football and avoid work where we can. Look, Rugby League Outlaws uh, is a good episode. This it, yeah, was, it was actually really funny, if was, I do say so myself. Yeah, I was really flat. <laughs> yeah, really flat tonight, and Dan took advantage of me. I did, as I, I love to. Um, look, tomorrow night is Ladies' Night on Outlaws uh, the Rumbles. Anyone that tunes in for the quiz, please do. Yeah. Uh, there'll be no preview this week because fuck them. For anyone who has missed these Rugby League Rumbles, you're, you're missing out. It's an hour of absolute fun. Dan is a fantastic trivia host. Uh, I won the first episode. We had AJ the Roosters fan win the second episode. Brendan the Tigers fan. Tigers actually won something. Yeah, hey, hey, we are a gift. Tomorrow night, it's all ladies. It's ladies' night. Dan is being a perfect gentleman and hosting it. Um, Might dress up. Get get onto it. Yeah, get please. on there. I'm going to post the link you know, on Sharks Forever tomorrow. I'm going to post the link on Twitter. I'm going to smash it. Get on there. Give these girls some love, right? Absolutely get it. Because one of them is going to be in the grand final, and I'm going to absolutely fucking bully them. That's completely fair. Right? The so, confidence is great. Just, I, like, I've won this. There's yeah, there's, there's no two. It's done. Who's going to come second? Yeah. Uh, probably AJ. But just get on there and have fun and watch me win my trophy and fuck the Sharks. Mate, thank you. I agree. And um, see the girls. Go the girls. Go the girls.